for welcoming actor and comedian extraordinaire Dana Dude, um, known as Anoush from our favorite show on Netflix, oh. Cobra Kai. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Dan, good to have you on BTB, Below the Belt Show. And yes, we are uncensored. Hit Below the Belt. Oh, wow. Exciting. <laughs> <laughs> you good can use you, worse Dan. language than that because we're uncensored. Yeah, you go. We got a wow. cop here, too. So, you know, he's wow. So. As most podcasts are. <laughs> poo poo caca let's go <laughs> well first of all we are big fans of cobra kai we've had quite a few uh of the cobra kai actors here on btb and uh finally from the beginning getting, too from the old youtube red days even starting from the youtube red so we're we OG fans. listen OG as far as i'm con concerned you haven't had any real cobra kai yet until you've had me on your podcast okay <laughs> I don't care about, yeah. first of all, who's the guy in the 10-gallon hat? What's going on, on on the bottom right over there? Am I under, <laughs> is this a sting operation? What is, is, is this the Captain Predator? Has the Captain Predator finally got to me? <laughs> this is our Halloween episode, so we kind of put things together last minute and call uh, you. Former yeah. member of the force, so I guess. Yeah, he was the guy that was off. hunting John I'm Rambo. A, I'm a fifth order a Texas Ranger. Okay. Right. Oh yeah, you look at. Oh my God. And he's standing there with his arms folded. I'm like, this is this might be my last podcast. I don't know if uh, <laughs> I don't know if they allow microphones in the prison I'm going to. Apparently. Oh man, would that be something? Doing a podcast from a prison cell. That that would be. No, uh, you don't want them because they'll they'll do stuff with that microphone. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. They don't like you. Yeah. Or or if they do like you, they'll do it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Hey man, I'm not here to judge what people do with their microphones and the privacy of their own home. Okay. Privacy of their own prison, right? Yeah. Right. Of their own prison cell. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what? We wanted you to end a lot uh, earlier, but you know what? We're happy to have you on now. Uh, Guys, I completely part. fucked up. I completely okay. fucked up. All right, I'll, I'll own up to it. I, I and I. I wish I had a good excuse, like, oh, I got called in by the network to, to work on this script. No, I was literally laying down on my couch in sweatpants, uh, <laughs> watching TV, eating a pasta that I made, a wonderful pasta, and just, nice. like, really just, like, having, like, I don't know, I was, like, uh, having my little Ina Garden Martha Stewart moment by myself, just <laughs> hashtag self-care. enjoying your life, yeah. Yeah, it smelled like lavender. I was drinking Chardonnay. Life was good. See, that's what happened. Here we come. And then I got a frantic text from my agent. She's like, Where the fuck are you? <laughs> I was like, I'm on my couch having a me day. She's like, No, get on your fucking computer. You're working. Uh, <laughs> so we ruined your whole entire night. No, no. You're you're you know, you're enhancing it. It's uh it's a, it's a welcome surprise. It's where are you based out of? I'm in LA. Where are you guys? LA. Okay. We're on East Coast. So it's early for you. So there's no excuse. Oh my God. Wait, I saw a 410 area code. Are you guys in Baltimore? Oh, yeah. I'm yeah, in Pennsylvania. You know about Baltimore. I listened to an interview because you actually went to Hopkins, right, for your undergrad? I did go to Johns Hopkins. Yeah, baby. Whoa. Oh, wow. 410, yeah. baby. 21218. Yes, with the attention of going to medical school and. You got the comedy bug. You did some stand-up comedy in Baltimore, and uh, you, you decided to 
pursue the stand-up comedy route instead of becoming a doctor, which I'm sure, as most foreign parents would prefer their children to pursue being a doctor or a lawyer like that. Did you get a little bit of that when, when you No, you know, it's funny. Comedy? It's funny. My parents are immigrants from Iran, and they were totally fine with me following my passion and quitting med school for it, oh, which wow. was so amazing. And also completely a fucking lie. They hated it. <laughs> they wanted to slit my wrists for me. Like, they wanted to disown me, kill me. I mean, look, I get where they were coming from, though. You know, they, like, escaped right. persecution to come to America and give their kids a better life. And I basically took that and flushed it down the toilet yeah. for the short yeah. term, you know? Like, no, Mom and Dad, I'd rather tell dick jokes. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to go yeah. tell dick jokes to three people on a Monday night at midnight. <laughs> in fucking Baltimore. Yeah. You hit the Baltimore so, comedy club scene a little bit, right? I did. There was a, there used to be a club on Water Street. I forgot what it was called, but oh. it was like this place I did stand up. And then like, I, I think there's an improv there as well. It's a gnarly comedy thing. It doesn't really make sense. It's like you would do shows and there would be like a beat poet going on after you, like doing some fucked up slam poetry. <laughs> it's like a variety slam show. Slam poetry. Wow. Yeah. That's why. <laughs> but honestly, I got to say, it's like to be a little serious, even though you guys are joking and I like joking around. Yes. But um, I think it was the fact, like, this is why whenever people are like, parents need to be supportive of their kids' dreams, I'm like, not for every dream. And I feel like stand-up or becoming an actor or something like that, I feel like you need to get no's from your parents. And if you still want to do it, then you do it. Like, I don't think, I think you have to have the whole world telling you no, and if you still have to do it, then you do it. Because if you don't have it in your, like, in your manifest destiny to do so if it's not in your blood that you need to go on stage every night um you don't want to get positive reinforcement for that because you're not going to succeed and it's like really hard to succeed it's almost impossible so you have to be a little crazy to want to do it i think yeah and it paid off didn't it because now, yeah, now you're, you're the smartest of... guy on cobra kai the smartest i am guy smartest cobra guy on cobra kai everyone knows that i see it in the fan fiction <laughs> Mm -hmm. <laughs> and other than the OGs, you were one of the few actors that didn't need to audition, right? You, I did not need to audition. You're, yeah. You're, you're just handed on a silver plate. This silver, is news. That's it. Sure. My parents my parents paid the creators. Uh, I lied. <laughs> I lied and said that I was a Make-A-Wish kid. And they're like, uh, it's been five seasons, Dan. Why aren't you dead yet? And I was like, ah, oh, they found a cure. It's a miracle. <laughs> <laughs> How did you get selected so, for the show? I I actually got it because I've been friends with the creators for probably 15 years now. Yeah. Um, we all kind of hooked up when they moved to LA. Moved to LA, and we had mutual friends, and we have always been following each other's careers. Like they would always come to see me at the comedy clubs, and I'd obviously go to all their premieres for their movies and stuff. Right. And we were always like, we're gonna find something to work together on. And they called eventually, and they were like, yo we have this show it's called cobra kai and it's on youtube and i was like okay not not the project i've been waiting for from you guys <laughs> <laughs> and uh it was actually pretty interesting because they had like no money at the at the time to do the show um sorry <clears throat> 
Sorry, I just ate dinner and I'm doing a podcast now, so I might uh, burp a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but uh, like, they, yeah, like they, Rick they, they from Rick and Morty, I guess. <laughs> yeah. At this point, at the point of the, uh, at the point that they started filming the first season, or at the point that they cast me, they had already cast everyone basically, and they just like reached out to me and they were like, "Hey, man, we've all of our money is gone." Like, can you just kind of do us a favor and do this for a lot less than <laughs> right. what your, your agents are going to tell you not to do it? Just like, right. just do us a solid and we promise you to like Sag put you in this universe. <laughs> right. And I was like, you know, literally, can I tell you something? What's crazy is that if it wasn't these guys, I wouldn't have done the gig. There's your boys. Right. You had to do it. Because I would have just been like, I, there's no, it's just and not even that like I'm too good for it or whatever. It's just like, you know, there comes a point in your career where it's like your value is a certain level. And if you go down on that, then other people see it as down. So right. you, you work really hard to get it up that yeah. level. Your quote, they call it. Like, you want to get it up. So right. all my reps were like, dude, don't fucking do this. This is crazy. <laughs> Why are you doing it? Like, this is nuts. And I was like, I'm going to do it. And I did it. And, I mean, the rest is history. The show has become, like, a cultural icon that that I get to be a part of. I mean, it's pretty it's pretty amazing. amazing. And you got to thank that. They probably, they probably pitched the show to you first before you agreed to it, right? And told you about their concept for the show. I mean, it's funny because not really, because they were like doing a million things at once. Like they did not have time to pitch me on the show. And also I'm not like a main character where they're like sitting me down and telling me like, what they're like, Dan, get to Atlanta next week. Just do this role, please. We got to go. Bye. <laughs> I was like, okay. Now, were you a fan of the Karate Kid franchise before this, at least? Yes, huge fan of the Karate Kid, humongous yeah. fan. And, and in fact, um, such a huge fan that the first scene, the first scene that Brett and I shot, and it was the first day that Brett and I ever met each other, Brett Ernst, um, was that first scene in episode one where Johnny and Daniel are meeting each other for the first time. So, yes, yes. Literally, imagine that's the first scene you're doing. Like, I always get nervous. You always get nervous on face. set the first yep. day anyway. It sucks. It's yep. like you're getting to know everyone. You don't know anyone. And they get pissed at you because you forget your lines. And, I mean, to be able to, for your first scene to be two of your, like, cultural childhood icons meeting together. And you're, like, watching them meet for the first time. And all the cameras are on you. Like, I remember Brett and I were, like, I, I, I for one, was, like, I kept, like, getting my my head out of the scene because I was just like watching it. I was like, this is amazing. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's uh it's been a real weird roller coaster ride. Um, I think, you know, I I uh, I get recognized from Cobra Kai everywhere I go now, and it's like yes, it was a That's YouTube cool. show that that I wasn't gonna do. It's crazy. Yeah, because I remember right. that was the first scene that um, Daniel and Johnny um, confronted each other since um, I guess the beginning of part two. Yeah. yeah. Karate Kid too. Yeah. So that's a pretty yeah. historic moment there. Totally. Totally historic moment. But yeah, I mean, this. I mean, we love the series, and you know, anybody else who was in charge of the series would have screwed it up, hundred percent, because they would have made it a joke. You know, not took it seriously, not took the fans seriously. But you know, like Josh, John, um, Hayden, like they all were fans of Cobra Kai, and I mean, fans of the Karate Kid, and made, you know, had respect for the whole franchise. I think made. Um, the original trilogy even better yeah yeah absolutely and um i also think that there yeah like you said there's so many landmines landmines going into this that you can just mess up it's so easy to mess this up and just look at jaden smith 
Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and they could have. Thank you, uh, Sheriff, who's got uh, no microphone on. <laughs> I just hear like a muffled fucking southern accent just like peeking in once in a while. I can use a southern accent if you want me to. Yeah. I have no idea what you just said. No one has any idea what you're saying. Why is it that you guys all have professional fucking microphones? I know. And our phone here, so the yeah, Texas Ranger is doing he's doing this on a flip phone. He's doing a yeah, flip he's phone. Doing, yeah. He's doing us a favor. That's all. <laughs> he's keeping like, an eye on things. Yeah. <laughs> um Yes, but as I was saying, there were so many ways to get it wrong and so little ways to get it right. And I think they went the Game of Thrones route where they treated this like Game of Thrones, like their the characters and their plot lines and how they all interconnect. Um, Game of Thrones yeah. comparison. Holy smokes. Totally, dude. Think about it. It's like you never. I mean, I wish I could take credit for that, but I think Patton Oswald said that um, after the first season. But it's like you never know who's who's on whose side, what alliances are going to be made, what allegiance are going to be made. Ooh, OK. You never know who's going to fucking. If someone's dying or not dying, I mean, it's uh, it's really, it's uh, they they nailed it. I mean, they 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 hit even it. Anoush, even Anoush leaving and going to um the competition. Again, I don't like to talk about this a lot, but yes, yeah, since you brought it up, I did save Miyagi Do and the whole Miyagi verse. I saved it because I told them what was going on at polls. If not, they would have gone out of business. The show would have been over. Anoush saved Cobra Kai, yes. the whole franchise. There you go. And he did that in between banging a lot of women. Oh, wow. <laughs> Damn. Okay, wh- where did that, what What part, I, I did not see that script. What <laughs> What version of Cobra Kai are you watching? Is I this like... Are you going uh, on these hot dates all the time? Well, we saw one watch, date. We saw are one you date. watching on... It's on, it was on YouTube Red, not RedTube. I should... <laughs> <laughs> That's the I version you were watching. <laughs> We've only seen one date, though, Chachi. No, he's always going out. He's always talking about going out on dates and stuff. I do talk about going on dates because okay. I think there's an episode where Daniel asked me to, like, practice karate with him. And I'm like, I can't. I have a date. Um, okay. I don't know. If it, I don't know that I'd call it banging up and down the Sunset Strip. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing all right with, for yourself, I think. Tommy you know? it. I know. Yeah. That's a new story. <laughs> uh, I, I have no idea what the sheriff just said. Sheriff. I. <laughs> oh, he said a new storyline, the sheriff. <laughs> a new storyline, yes, yes. A new um, story. A new storyline. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> I mean, I do have an interesting dating. Uh, I don't know how many spoilers you guys give, or if we can talk about everything. But... Oh, it's, it's the, the show's yeah, that aired for a long oh, yes. time. Yeah, so we, can, we can talk about it for sure. Yeah, I mean, you know, I ended up dating Larusso's uh, Larusso's daughter. Yes. Uh, or his niece, but his real life daughter. His real life yeah. daughter, but his niece on the show. Yeah. What was it like working with uh, Vanessa? Yeah, with Vanessa. Oh. Yeah. Uh, uh, with Julia. Sorry. Um, it was, it was amazing. I love Julia. She's fucking hilarious. She is such a good actor. And she, but it was funny because she's one of those actors that like. There's actors that like are like method actors that off camera they kind of keep acting and you know in the show it's like she and i are like dating we're like boyfriend girlfriend and she'd be like hugging me off camera come here come here boyfriend this and that and i'm like nice and fucking ralph macho is standing right there and just like (laughs) his daughter hugging me i'm like uh boss i don't know i please i i have nothing to do with this this is just julia being julia (laughs) 
Yeah, it's pretty bad when your boss has a um, martial arts background. I know, and is also the executive producer of the show. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Both aspects. But uh, you got a little physical in this uh, this season, uh, both with uh, with Brett, uh, with Louis, and with uh, Johnny. Yeah, yeah. Um, It, uh, you know, and uh, they let me do my own stunts, guys. I don't know if you know this, Uh, but uh, they let me do my own stunts the first day that I. In season two, when Johnny throws me up against the car uh, and twists my arm behind my back. Oh, yes. That um, was season two, right. Eventually, uh, I, I showed up to work and there was like another dude there dressed exactly like me, but like way better looking. I'm like, who the fuck are you? He's like, I'm your stunt man. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, first of all, flattered. Second of all, I'm doing my own stunts. So I went up to them. I was like, guys, can I do my own stunts? They're like, do you have a martial arts background? And I was like, yeah, I'm a blue belt in uh, jujitsu. Nice. And they're like, okay, fine. And we started shooting, and Johnny keeps twisting my arm behind my back for each take. And we do like 15 takes, and he's giving it his all, man. And by the third time that he was twisting my arm, I was like, uh, can we bring the stuntman back? This is not what I signed up for. <laughs> Blue belt was... jiu-jitsu. Are you still active in, in pursuing jiu-jitsu? I mean, not so much. I got a little banged up. I, I messed up my back a little bit, so I think a blue belt is probably as far as I'm gonna go. But you know, I got I got what I needed to get. Okay. I can beat up. I can I can I can confidently beat up any you know 13 and under. I would say, <laughs> <laughs> depending on when they went through puberty, 12 and under. Let's keep it safe. 12 and under. Okay. <laughs> that is my wheelhouse, baby. There you go. <laughs> so like Bert and Nate from the cast, those guys. Yeah, that's your conversation. Oh, yeah. I'll fuck them up. I will fuck them up. <laughs> <laughs> We've had those two young actors on our show who, who are fantastic. Uh, uh, so that's super cool. Um, so so please talk, talk. So we heard things about, first of all, a movie, Karate Kid movie. Which, oh. I, I don't know. It, it made headline news, but apparently – uh, Hayden, Josh, and John are not affiliated with it. Um, so I don't know how that would work, considering you know all the OGs are a part of Cobra Kai. Do you know anything about this Karate Kid movie? I know nothing about it. I wish I could comment on it. I can't imagine doing a movie without them. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, that might just be like a negotiation tactic. Like they're yeah. trying to get some money and they're like, I guess we can't do the movie. You guys gotta crowdfund it yourselves. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. But as far as Anoush in season six, what can we expect from your character? I don't know anything about season six, man. I don't even know if season six is happening. I haven't gotten any contracts. I can't tell you anything, okay? Anoush is going to be doing cameos for $30. That's what Anoush is doing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, is there any character on the show that you'd like to work with that you haven't so far? Um, oh, that is a very, very good question. Uh, Maybe Terry Silver type of character. Terry Silver would be amazing to work with. Um, although I'll tell you a funny story. He's so evil. And I went to like, uh, I went to a dinner party that uh, he was at and he was sitting across from me with his wife. And I'd never really met him before. I mean, I did that quick scene in the last, uh, in episode three of season five of the last season where like we're in the golf uh the country club or whatever and 
but I never really interacted with him. I never really hung out with him. I just know him from the show, which is like, he's a fucking vile, like just the best villain ever. Right. And I'm That's telling you at this dinner, I have never met a more polite, sweet, cartoonishly nice. And him and his wife are like an SNL like sketch of like the perfect marriage. Oh, <laughs> like, wow. I was so shocked. I was like, where is the devil inside you, sir? I know it's in there somewhere. Um, but he was, he is such a phenomenal actor. It's just so fun to watch him do what he does. Yeah, and I always thought he was the best part of Credit Kid Part 3. And like the movie, I thought ending was kind of lame. And like it never gets the credit it really deserves as a whole, that movie. But I, I, I thought bringing him back the right way and fleshing out his character even more and just, just been a great job all around on Cobra Kai. Yeah, for sure. Oh, we, just re- we also recently had Robin Lively, the lovely Robin Lively on the show. Yes. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, she was great. Yeah, she's a How sweetheart. would you like working with her? She's just amazing. I mean, sign me up. Yeah, that would be fucking awesome. I mean, look, the thing is, they cast everyone they cast in this show is so great that you can mix and match anyone, and it would be so much fun. You know. That's the thing. Like every character has their own backstory. Has like, you know, stuff going on with them. You know, it, it's like a million. Characters I will say this though, season. Courtney, Courtney, Amanda Larusso, funniest person on set. Hands down, no really? question. She's so fucking hilarious. Uh, as if it's not enough that she's like stunningly gorgeous. She's yeah, like gorgeous, ridiculously gorgeous. funny. She's, yeah. You can't, you can't have it all, Courtney. I'm hoping <laughs> she, I'm hoping she's got some skeletons in the closet. Like I don't know, she like. Well, it's so funny because she's always like, like the voice of reason on Cobra Kai too. Like when they're you know, fighting all these dojos and these teenagers and everything. And she, she's always like, like, what the hell's going on? Like, you know, like, these are like teenagers. Like, yeah, she's, she's always like, like the voice of reason. She's definitely like, why, what, why are you guys always making children fight? What's happening? <laughs> <laughs> and, and one of the funniest lines is when um, Terry Silver was um, talking about being all coked out in the 80s and he terrorized some teenagers. I love like, that. For like a, a couple months. I love that. That was so puts into perspective everything from the Karate Kid series. Such a good, uh, such a good wink to uh, to the weirdness of that of Karate Kid Three because the acting was insanely over the top. Oh yeah, yeah. most most multi millionaires do take you know a couple months off just to terrorize kids. I mean, he's like in his jacuzzi with the big fucking the big cell phone. Yeah, (laughs) amazing. That is classic. I think and, we're uh, going to see um, Hillary Swank in um, the oh, next season. Hillary Swank. Be Dude, I know nothing of the next season. I know nothing. <laughs> I but tell you stuff so you can tell us. She's the major player that hasn't been brought in yet. Right, right. Right, right, right. First of all, were you a fan of, of the next Karate Kid movie? I actually didn't see it. Sorry, Jaden. Well, you're better off. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Hillary Swank was great in it. Listen, like, you know, I'm not going to talk shit. I, in it. I, I I've I've met Jaden Smith. He's a he's a delightful kid. No, uh, he he didn't slap me, so <laughs> I love him. that's good. Not it's not in the genes, guys. That's not not in the genes. DNA. That's good. That's not good. In the DNA. <laughs> so you and um Brett, you guys do uh, comedy tours together, and you kind of kind of capitalize on the 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 Cobra Kai thing, right? As the 
as the uh, Larusa salesman, I guess the Larusa dealership. I mean, I, I gotta say it's one of the fun side side hustles that of that has come from Cobra Kai. Is yeah, we yeah. do like a stand up show together. And Brett and I have been doing stand-up collectively for, like, 40 years together. Like, I've been in the game yeah. for 20. He's been a little longer than that. And we go out. We friends and... before Cobra Kai. No, not really. We knew of each other, oh, but wow. we never have, we'd never met. And it's funny because, like, we've ended up becoming such good friends. And we are exactly like our characters on the show in real life. <laughs> like, it's literally what our relationship is like. And uh, we do all these shows all over the country. We do these stand-up shows. Um, actually, when is this episode airing? We're going to drop it hopefully next week. So, next so week? Feel free okay. to plug away. Well, I will tell you that on November 4th and 5th, if you're in South Jersey, you can catch us at Vinny's Comedy Club. We're going to be doing the show there on Friday and Saturday night. Um, which, funny enough, Vinny's Comedy Club is that comedy club where a girl just got a beer thrown at her on stage. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. so wish me luck. Um, but <laughs> um, drinks. But the funny thing is, we've been, you know, a lot of people watch Cobra Kai and have no idea that Brett and I are stand up comics. So they come to this event thinking it's just like a weird, like, meet and greet or something. Right. And we end up doing, like, stand up. Like, I do, like, half an hour stand up, and he does half an hour stand up. And then, like, we get on stage together, and people's minds are blown. They're like, did you start doing stand up after Cobra Kai? We're like, no. <laughs> We were doing this for fucking 20, 20 years. years. <laughs> Pretty funny. I That's love why it, they, say, they say becoming an overnight celebrity after 20 years, right? Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Well, you, you just said you're getting recognized everywhere. Yeah, you know? it's pretty fun. We don't have to wear the COVID masks anymore. You... Dude, I've gotten that. Let me tell you something. If there's something I, I there a huge subset of the population that watches Cobra Kai, you're going to like this Texas Ranger, uh, is cops. Cops oh. love Cobra Kai, and I have gotten out of so many fucking tickets really? using co my Dude. Cobra Kai. Yeah, it's wild. What? Oh. <laughs> you don't even no have to job. ask. They just recognize you, and they're like, okay, we'll just give you a warning. No, they don't it. really recognize. I have to, like, because, you know, they're, like, standing outside the car. They're not really looking in. And I have to, like, I, I, the, the challenge is me having to figure out how to weasel into the conversation that I'm a douche from Cobra Kai. Right. <laughs> you should have like a and box of like autographed no pictures. It, yeah. On the, it makes on the no front sense seat. at all. Although I do have a LaRusso Auto uh, license plate cover on my car now. That's awesome. So, Dude, yeah. that is so dope. You have a bonsai tree too in your living room? No, I need one. Send me one, man. That should be my gift for doing the podcast. <laughs> okay. I'll talk to Daniel. Well, Josh, um, Josh, John oh. Hayden uh, announced they're going in to do uh, kind of like a spinoff of uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Oh, yes. Are you, yeah. you going to try to um, get in on that? I don't they know. They owe you, man. right? Yeah, I mean, do you say they owe me? They owe you, yeah, because you <laughs> did them a favor early on. Dude, they oh. owe me nothing. They have given okay. me the biggest, like, the one of the one of the best jobs of my career. I mean, right? Looks like a blast. Can, it really does. You couldn't yeah. pay me to 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 be on this show. I would I would pay to be on this show. You know what I mean? Um, you heard it here first. Too, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. My agents are like, "What the fuck are you saying?" <laughs> like, I'll do I'll do the show for free, and I'll sweep the floors after we're done. Yeah, right. Sweep the floors and sweep the leg. Yeah. Terrible, <laughs> dude. But yeah, so I I heard an interview because you did a lot of your comedy tours um, 
at colleges. I know over yeah. the years, audiences have evolved and you know things can be offensive. Have you had to kind of tailor your comedy act with the today's more sensitive audience? I got to tell you, man, I lucked out because I stopped doing colleges like five, six years ago. And before that, I went a decade that I was doing colleges nonstop. In fact, for two years, I was like the highest booked college comedian in the country. Right. I was yeah, doing like right. 165 shows a year. It was crazy. Man. And I kind of like cashed out and cashed my chips at the perfect time, man, because uh, so I haven't really had to do a college once in a while. I have, yeah, you know, I'll just mute a lot of jokes and I'll dumb down some stuff or leave some stuff out. Um, but I thankfully I haven't because ha I have a lot of friends that that was like their bread and butter and they're just like having a real tough time with it now. Uh, thankfully, that was not my experience. I fucking cashed in and got the hell out of there. <laughs> right. So you would agree that the audiences have changed a little bit over the years as far as I mean, I don't even jokes. think it's the whole audience. I think it's like a subset of people that, you know, that bully the rest of the audiences. And because of that, the school has to kind of capitulate and so your contract is just going to tell you things that you can't say it has it, it has less to do with how sensitive the crowd is right and you know because most crowds would be fine but there's like let's call it three percent of the people in the school who make 99 percent of the noise mm -hmm. that will that will you know get that will yeah that will get things censored so uh you know, I don't, I don't even blame the crowds because it's more just like the capitulation because it's, it's, again, it's in the contract. The contract will say what you can say, what you can't say. I mean, so, I don't know. It's a weird time to be a comedian. of things that can't be said anymore? Um, I mean, it's funny. Like, they'll say no homophobic jokes, but then I'd run a joke by them that just mentioned a gay person that is not at all homophobic. And they're like, no, you can't say that. I'm like... Yeah. So you just can't mention, you can't just gay say gay people. That seems more homophobic than <laughs> you know, just like don't mention gay people. They don't exist. <laughs> seems way more homophobic. So it's like stuff right. like that where they're just so scared uh, of of getting into any trouble like that. So um, or like race stuff, which is funny because like a lot of my comedy is like race based stuff, and it's right. not racist, but it's like you're just like fucking. That's the whole thing of stand up is like you're you're doing this fun little tightrope of like having not not even making fun of people but having fun with people um so stereotypes and your own experiences and well, things I mean, like that. look at mel brooks you can't do anything with mel brooks stuff anymore and mel brooks was a genius he made fun of everybody oh yeah mel brooks would be canceled and before he fucking <laughs> he opened <Yeah>. his mouth <laughs> I just, it's just crazy because uh, brett got really uh, emotional when we had him when he talked about how a cancel culture has has uh, has really affected comedy. First of all, Brett gets fucking emotional about everything. Okay, <laughs> you can talk about. Well, I prefer flat parsley over the frilly, uh, frizzy parsley, and he'll be like, "You motherfucker!" You talking? <laughs> I come from Italy. We do flat parsley. You gonna fucking talk shit about flat parsley? Huh? <laughs> I'm like, like Brett. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Relax, man. Brett's always at a 14, and he always needs to be at a 6. Uh, and he's always at a 14. <laughs> so I'm not surprised that he went on a tirade. <laughs> what was your um, worst experience with a heckler? 
My worst experience with a heckler? Yeah, oh, no. Can't think of one. Or have you had one? Yeah, of course I have. Um, I think. I mean, look, when I started out, I got booed off stage once on a show. Wow. That was pretty fucking brutal. Um, I. I mean, I got tackled, but tackled oh. again. This is a long time ago. It's like. <laughs> <laughs> and it was kind of understandable. Like it was right after 9/11, and I I was doing this open mic show downtown in Manhattan, and like it was like at a firefighter bar where like firefighters who were like clean up up the rubble of 9/11 would come to like you know lay off let off some steam and just like drink their sorrows away, and I'd be like fucking with them, and I was also you know I'm Iranian and like you know. They did not want to hear for any brown people fucking with them at that time. So, you know, I should have read the room. I probably should have read the room. So you're telling 9-11 jokes at the time? I wasn't really telling 9-11 jokes, but I think I was just like fucking right. with them when they did okay. not want to fuck it. <laughs> you got tackled, wow. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, like Dave Chappelle, for instance, I mean, what are your thoughts on, on, on certain audiences being up and on? Some of his content. Um, I look, man. I love Dave Chappelle. I think he's an amazing comedian. Uh, I think he. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it sucks. I, I, it sucks when any comedian I think gets censored. So I, I, you know, kudos to Netflix for allowing his special to live there. Right? Um, yeah. And again, it's like. I, he says a lot of things in there. So I'm Jewish, and he says a lot of things in his last special that are super offensive to to a lot of Jewish people. But like, I don't think that it, they should just take his, his stuff off. Like, you know, I think if you don't want to listen to it, don't listen to it. I mean. That's how comedy I mean, if you offend everybody, that's the point. I mean, I don't know what the point is to offend everybody, but. Well, I mean, but, but is, you point out the differences between people instead of, and making that a joke instead of just like, you know what I mean? Just doing it that way. Yeah, look, I mean, he's calling things out the way he sees them. Like, I'm getting his point of view, right? Which is great. Like, that's what you're supposed to get with stand-up. So, like, look, there's some comedians that I find vile and that I, you know, would never condone their comedy. But that does not mean that I want their stuff taken off the shelves. Like, mm -hmm. I think, I think, you know, let the market speak for it. But I think, um, you know, it's, it all goes back to this whole, like, speech is violence thing, right? And it's like, is speech really violence? And I think that's kind of a, a dangerous, slippery slope of getting a lot of things taken off the shelves. Um, now, what about Kanye West? So his statements yeah. were not jokes, but... Guys, I just wanted to do a fucking easy, fun podcast. Yeah, you're like... <laughs> you guys are just like, let's see if we can get Dan canceled in one... Uh... Hey, what's your what's your opinion on abortion? No, I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding. Hey, glad you're John Yeah, glad you <laughs> No, so when um, you know, speaking of Netflix that we were earlier, um, when Cobra Kai finally moved to Netflix, um, how how have you seen like the reaction to the show change? I mean, night and day. It was weird when it was on YouTube. I felt like uh, we had to convince people to watch it. Like, I would have to go up to my friends and be like, guys, you don't, you're not going to believe it. The best show in the world is on, and I'm an actor in it. They're like, great, what network? I'm like, it's on YouTube, 
and you got to get a YouTube yeah. premium subscription. They're like, fuck you. I'm not getting a YouTube <laughs> premium subscription. And so like, uh, it was, it took a lot of convincing. And then it like, it was the best, like I told you so tour on season three, uh, when it came out on Netflix to be like, guys, I told you it was the best show ever. What'd I say? Yeah. And it's so, funny cause we were the same way from the beginning. We tell people you got to watch this show and they're like, we're like it's on YouTube Red, and we're like I don't have that. I'm like, well, it's free. It's free for a month. You know, just sign up with one of your Gmail accounts, and you know, you watch it, watch all all the seasons. You know, in like three weeks. Right. And they're like, oh, that's exactly what we do. I yeah. still do that. I still use my cousin's Netflix password to watch yes. myself on Overkai. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I I pay for my own. I'm I'm kidding, guys. Whoever's listening to this from Netflix, they don't. Well, they should give you one. I think. Ted Sarandos. I know, right? Seriously. They've been on their platform. It'll cost them nothing. Yeah. Come on, guys. Although they did. Joe Coy paid for his first one, you know? I think they just lost like 40% of their net worth that Netflix did or something. So. Right. They ain't Uh, giving out no free passwords. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Dan, I'm looking at your IMDb. Uh, You got something called the Donor Party. The new coming out. Yes. Yes. That is a feature film that I actually. Yes. Um, which is really fun. It is uh, an amazing fi- film by this guy, uh, Thomas Harp. Uh, Tom Harp, he's an amazing director. He did a lot of stuff on Children's Hospital. And uh, Malin Ackerman is the lead of the, of the movie. And oh, she's wow. fantastic. And the whole experience was really fun because it was a very small crew, but it was like a who's who of like comedy, uh, especially in L.A. And... Uh, yeah, it's going to be cool. Uh, I have a feeling it's going to be one of these like, sleeper hit, like festival hits, because it's a small movie, but I think it, it's got a lot of comedy in it. Bob Codry, Jerry O'Connell, Aaron Hayes. Yeah. Myself. Yeah, that, that's it's a great cast. It's a great cast. Um, yeah. And everyone just, we all got along very well, which might sound like uh, it doesn't matter, but like to do good comedy, it's very, very important that everyone is like vibing and like when you're not filming, you're all just hanging out and like keeping the ball rolling. So I think it's going to make for a good movie. I haven't seen any cuts of it, but we're done filming it. So hopefully it comes out good. Fantastic. And your character is MJ. Mm-hmm. Say anything about MJ, which is not Michael Jackson. Okay. Oh, we're talking about Michael Jackson. Do I agree with Michael Jackson? Oh, God, you fucking guys are trying to get me canceled. <laughs> <laughs> oh man um yeah i think it's gonna be a great movie i i okay. uh, i'll keep an eye out for it we'll just keep an eye out for it we'll talk about awesome. it when we can we can talk about the green eggs and dan podcast where we talk about what's in different celebrities fridges which uh i think is <laughs> that's absolutely brilliant you want to see what is the most bizarre out of all everything you've seen all the photos you've seen and refrigerated what is the most bizarre thing you've seen the most bizarre thing i've seen in a fridge that's a great question um you would think i had an answer prepared for that i i will say the most i think the most bizarre thing is that the the people who are the best chefs have the worst fridges like i've had celebrity chefs who have like three michelin star restaurants and their fucking fridge looks like they're on rikers island and they like <laughs> <laughs> and they haven't been uh, let out of their cell for months to buy any to, to get any food. That's how it works in prison. You get out of your cell and you go buy food. Um, right. So yeah, I think uh, I'm trying to think of some really 
really awful things I've seen. Also, the fight, comedians' fridges are the best because if they're really full, you know that they're not working that much because they haven't been on the road. And if they're really <laughs> empty, you know they're doing great. <laughs> That's an interesting indicator right there. Yeah. Who's healthy and who's not healthy? I mean, I would say the fridges of people with families have the best fridges, like hands down. I think single guys have the worst fridges, which is not that much of a surprise. Um, that makes sense. Yeah, I'd say single dudes are fucking gross. <laughs> and it doesn't matter, dude, it doesn't matter what they're economic background is i've had right. famous famous actors who are single dudes and their fridges look like dog shit <laughs> <laughs> so you're a known foodie but are you also a chef as well uh i do cook yeah i don't know that i go so far as to call myself myself a chef but i do love to cook i post videos of it on my instagram highlights um but uh, yeah, I mean, food is a bit, big part of my life. I have a show on the Food Network called Raid the Fridge. You guys can see it on Discovery Plus right now. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, I love food so much, and I love comedy, and I try to mix those two as much as I can. I have a, a book coming out in March, oh, a comedic wow. food oh. memoir called uh, uh, Undercooked. Um, so yeah, man, I, I try to diversify my comedy portfolio. Because then if one thing isn't going well, something else will pick up the slack. Undercooked, what does that uh, book entail? Um, it's basically standalone essays about my life through food. Um, the subtitle of it is uh, How I Let Food Be My Life's Navigator and How Maybe That's a Dumb Way to Live. So it's a lot of me being an asshole or me being an idiot uh, through life uh, through the lens of food. I love it. Oh, that's so cool. It's a lot of food What's for the... somebody who's so thin. Oh, I vomit everything. <laughs> okay, good. Oh, that's smart. Refused me after I eat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Okay, okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm getting canceled after this, so we might as well we might as well go down swinging. I didn't hear what I didn't hear what the muffled sheriff just said. Okay. What? You're one of the Taylor Swift scales that says you're fat all the time. That's what it is, right? Okay, I'm going to pretend like I didn't hear what he said, because I think that'll be better for my career. Um, <laughs> he's like, what are you? Are you in a cigar shop? Where the fuck are you? Well, yeah, I have a, a sports memorabilia. Sports memorabilia. Yeah. And why are you there right now? It's fucking midnight. Who's buying a, who's buying a, a Don Mattingly rookie at fucking midnight? <laughs> That's a good question. What oh, kind of crack? What kind of fucking crackheads are like tapping on the window? Give me, give me You got, you got Cy Young's uh, first, first ball Cy Young ever pitched. Fucking <laughs> okay, a. Yeah. It's very niche. Very wow. niche. Just get tweaker baseball fans to come to the store <laughs> at one of them. You guys are open from 11 p.m. to 5 a.m. <laughs> oh, Dad, this has been amazing, man. Thank you so much, man. We've been going a little late and yeah, loved having you on, man. Can't wait for Of course, I love October Kai. Yeah, it's past our bedtime. It is past our bedtimes, but uh, before I let you go, if you could let us know who you are, throw out a plug for Cobra Kai, your podcast, whatever you want. 
let us know you're on Below the Belt show and um, make a reference to something below the belt. Comedians are oh. always good with this for some reason. Hmm. Um, pressure. Okay, yeah, that's, you know, I wish you had told me this, uh, told my agent these talking points before <laughs> we started, so I had time to yeah. think about it. I usually have a writing staff to look over all the hard-hitting pod questions. Speaking of hard-hitting, speaking of hard-hitting, that's what below the belt <laughs> means to me. There you go. Um, <laughs> um, but I, uh, my name is Dan Adu. I am at Stand Up Dan on all of the socials: Twitter, Instagram, uh, TikTok. Um, I have one of those apparently. And uh, no, I'm I'm doing a lot more social media, so please follow me. My podcast is called Green Eggs and Dan, and like you said, I interview celebrities based on what's inside their fridge. Uh, and I I'm I imagine there's going to be an extra season of Cobra Kai. I can't imagine they're not going to do that. And uh, finally, my book. March 21st, you can pre-order it now. Uh, it's called Green Eggs and Dan. Uh, I'm sorry, that's for the podcast. It's called Undercooked. You can uh, look it up on Amazon. Um, but thank you for having me, guys. So sorry I was late. And then the Below the no Belt problem. reference? Yeah. Got one? I told you, the Below the Belt, I have something that's hard and hitting. It's hard hitting, Below the Belt. There we go. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> Right, God, as if, as if I didn't say enough that's going to get me in trouble. Let me end it on a hard on joke. <laughs> All right, we do photo op in three, two, All one. Right. There it goes. All right. Cool. Dan, have a great day. All right, Dan, night. thanks so You're much. Awesome. Love to check Thank out the show on your official website. I appreciate it. Uh, cool. Later, guys. Thanks so much, man. I will tell Stay you, my, my sound will 100% be better than Paul's. Okay. 100 million percent. <laughs> given, that's a given. Sound, so I'm. Doing pretty good for that. <laughs> <laughs> All, right. All right. Take All right, care, Ryan. guys. Thank you. Take care, Dan. Bye-bye. See you. See you.